This is Secrets to Win Big, your roadmap to sustained growth. Brought to you by Arjun Sen, founder and CEO of Zen Mango, top brand growth driver and a former Fortune 500 executive who has been called one of the most marketing intelligent minds in the business. Find him at zenmango.com. And now, here's your host, Arjun Sen. Hi. Welcome to the 150th episode of Secrets to Win Big with Arjun Sen. Yes, you heard it right, 150 episodes. What a fascinating journey. And I want to thank every leader who took time to share their secrets with me. My incredible team of Clint McCaskill and Kriti Chawla, without whom this wouldn't have happened. And finally, every member of the audience who has listened and supported me with incredible comments and reviews in this journey. But this podcast, this specific episode is about celebrating our audience. So I have looked at 10 questions that have come from you and it is only fair thus far I have asked the questions and this time you ask the questions and I will do my best to answer each one of them. Are you ready? I am. Question one, why the name Secrets to Win Big? You know, from day one, the journey was all about talking to leaders from all walks of life all over the world. And the thing that I've always seen in the corporate world that every leader has his or own her own style of doing things. And that's the reason it is secrets. Secrets are something which is unknown, unseen. They're different from lessons. Lessons tell you what to do. Secrets are literally giving you that information that adds to the knowledge and helps you make better choices. Because at the end of the day, you are the CEO of your journey. And why win big? You know, to me, win big is a mindset. It is an attitude where you wow your own self with accomplishments that you have never thought you could achieve. And that changes the game forever. When I was at Papa John's and when our incredible president and chairman Blaine Hurst came and told us we will launch the first world's first ever online ordering system. I wish I could capture all my moments, all my thoughts from that day. Because we all realized under Blaine's leadership, we are on to something big. And yes, today, that is a billion dollar revenue annually for the brand. Question number two, what's the biggest learning origin from doing the podcast? You know, I'll try to be a little clever. It's tough to say one thing, but I'll try. The thing I found is every leader from all walks of life and all over the world, even though they are unique, their journey is unique, their style is unique, 
but there are a few commonalities. And here are the five commonalities that I found. Number one, they all start with belief. Belief in their own self and every member of the team. They clearly see from day one how they, with their team, will cross the finish line and there's no doubt about it. Second, they have clarity of purpose, vision, and scope. From day one, they know why they are doing it. They are locked into it. They have a picture of the finish line and they also know the scope. Scope management, I have seen, is key to success for every leader. When I talk to the super leaders, right away they know what not to do. And that I think is essential. Number three is they all have plans and processes, but at the same time, they are not scared to make changes based on inputs they get during the journey. They also start the journey with plans and processes in place which are 60 to 70% done because they know that they can figure things out with input during the journey. Number four, this fascinates me a lot. How they look at barriers, challenges, and failure. They never look at these to be dead ends. They look at these to be tools that help them get better and accelerate for fast, uh, further. And finally, all these leaders are never stagnant. They're always getting better. You know, in my work with some of the top athletes, what I found in golf, for example, the world's number one golfer he puts in 12 to 15 hours a day enhancing current skills. Yesterday's win is in yesterday's newspaper. To win today and tomorrow, it takes that skill to constantly invest and in getting better. Question three, Arjun, you talk a lot about purpose. How do you lock in the purpose? You know, this is a great question because each one of us have a purpose. But the question is, is it big enough to drive committed action? You know, let me share a personal weakness of mine. I'm the world's best plant buyer, but the worst in actually planting them. There are times I'll buy these flowering plants, but leave them in the garage and forget all about them. It's not my skill. But when my mom was visiting recently and we went out, bought some flowering plants, I right away realized that planting them with my mom will create lifetime memories. And I did not miss out on that amazing opportunity. My mom lives in Kolkata, India, and I'm very fortunate every two years when she comes and spends some time with me. And the moment 
I locked in my mind, it's not planting flowers, but creating lifetime memories with my cool mom. I call her Ma. I did not want to miss out on that. And fast forward, we planted them the same afternoon. It was so much fun. And those plants are thriving and blossoming. A new origin has emerged. So to move from inaction to action, it is key to lock into a purpose that really connects. And bigger the purpose, the clearer the purpose, the journey becomes easier. Question four, Arjun, how do you get clarity of vision? This question is somewhat similar to purpose, but there's a big difference. Purpose is all about why. Vision is about who. Knowing who we are doing this for and locking in is key for clarity of vision. Every business, we believe in customer first. We want to spend tons of money doing every possible research, segmentation, everything else to know the customer. But to me, I feel knowing the customer takes purposeful, with intent, meaningful investing into the relationships. It takes at times an old fashioned, simple conversation, being in that shoes. There are four words which are mission critical for me in this journey, and they are be, think, feel, act. There's no faking. You have to be the customer. You have to think like the customer, then you will be able to feel. And trust me, when you be, think and feel, the action that will come from you is totally different. I was invited to speak at an event for an elderly care home. I insisted that I check in for two days before I speak so I can feel what an elderly resident goes through. When I checked in on day one, what I realized was because they thought I can have accidents when I sleep, you know, wet the bed, let's be totally honest. They put every possible layer of plastic and covers on the bed. So when I lay down straight, I realized the moment I turn left, there's a sound. Moment I turn right, there's a different sound. And I could not fall asleep. One, I was making sounds. And secondly, I was afraid to make sounds. At some point, I wanted to ask for a wooden hammer so I could hit myself on the head. So next few days, a few days later, when I was talking to the board of advisors, I asked them a very simple question. When was the last time you all spent a night being your client, your customer? The light bulb went on. And their journey forward was not the same in future. 
Because what I found is the moment you do the be, think, feel, a higher level of action is somewhat inevitable. On a lighter note, I came back and realized I need to do the same thing in our guest bedroom. My wife and myself, you know, we spent you know, one night there. And the moment we got to the bed, we realized that the edges of the bed, the moment you sit, you fall off. And the middle is kind of romantic because the moment you go towards the middle, it's like a little hole there and boom, you sink in. You know, we are not bad, evil people. But over the last 12 years, this is the same bed we have offered to every guest. And I felt kind of embarrassed and ashamed. So the moment we became the guest, thought like the guest, and felt what the guest would feel like, guess what happens? Action. We change the bed immediately. And the marketer in me reached out to past guests and told them, guys, we are very sorry for the bad bed experience we have provided you. Can you please come back and spend a night with us? So guests have come back and we have better bed, but it's all about be, think, feel, and act like the customer. So the next question, question number five, Arjun, what's the secret to taking ideas to successful implementation every time? First of all, I really like this question because putting two five syllable words back to back, I think you threw a curveball at me. I'm getting serious for a second. I learned from Scott Beck, the CEO at Boston Market, this incredible, fascinating one line, which is every idea is not a plan. Every plan till it is implemented flawlessly, we do not get any results. But there's a flip side to this too. Action without the right plan, or if we work on a marginal idea, also does not put us on the path to win big. Hence, connecting the dots, make an idea bigger, create a plan that the team with current resources can implement, and then going at it flawlessly is key. So in my consulting at Zen Mango, we have created a very simple process, which is about first see beyond. This is not a discovery. In discovery, you think you know what you're looking for. It's a mindset of free-flowing excavation. Imagine you and I, best friends, we are five years old, our parents are taking us to the zoo. We're sitting in the back seat and what will go through our mind? Will the monkey eat a banana today? Will the monkey scratch himself? Did the elephant do this? Like we are creating excitement with endless opportunities in our mind. The second part is take a few ideas, but make them bigger. And making them bigger 
is a one-time opportunity because if you start a journey for 100 meters, you never cross the 26.2 mile journey. So from the very beginning, making the idea bigger is essential. But finally, implementation, the scope changes. Implementation to me is about wowing one more. Implementation is about success with one customer at a time. And that's the reason connecting the idea to a plan and then implementing flawlessly has to be blended together. Each is equally important, but actions gets us result. Question six, Arjun, who is the best leader you've ever worked with and why? You know, to me, before I mention names, let me talk about the trait that hits me the most. Leaders who see potential in others, the potential that person does not see, I really think is key in achieving big wins. I did my engineering and then I came to Brigham Young University to do my MBA with emphasis in operations. My marketing professor, Heike Rene, from day one kept getting through to me that I had a talent in marketing. He would not give up and the endless number of hours he spent getting through to me put me in the path of marketing. I'm eternally grateful to Professor Heki Rene for seeing in me what I didn't see. And I sincerely believe that Professor Rene has done that, not just for me, but tons of other students. That's what his mindset is. The same with Blaine Hurst, who was the chairman and president at Papa John's and later on he became the chairman and president at Panera Bread. When I was fortunate to work for Blaine, Blaine saw things in me, what I was capable of, and put me in roles and to be honest today, just between you and me, I may not have given me myself, myself those opportunities, but Blaine did. And that's the thing that connects Blaine and Hickey is they as leaders can see beyond the potential of individuals. And that makes them so powerful. And with Blaine, there's this side of human touch, which is kind of unparalleled. Every time Blaine hired me, he, the president of the company, it's a big company, he would come to the airport to pick me up. And at the end of the interviews, he'll drive back, debrief with me. You know, at that point, how much I got paid, the perks, the benefits mattered, but did not matter as much because I wanted to work for this guy. 
So leaders see the potential and create the connection with you because it's all about feelings. And once you fall into, I want to, must work for this guy, it creates this strong bond forever. Question seven. Arjun, what's one lesson you will take forward with you? You know, this one is very simple because it connects every lesson. And the lesson I want to take forward with me in all my journeys is we are all in the feeling business. Think. We are all wired the same way. When we feel good, we want to do more of the same. We want to have more of the same. And when we feel bad, we have run, forest run instinct. So long-term business connections, if you want to call it loyalty, whatever you want to call, comes from this core simple fact that we are all in the feeling business. So how can we create better feelings? Very simple. Invest in people. Get to know people. In my first marriage, on our first wedding anniversary, I had bought for my then wife an amazing SLR camera. But there was one problem. She didn't care about photography. She didn't like taking pictures. I wanted a camera and I used our anniversary to buy the camera I always wanted. Of course, the very fact I'm talking about my ex, you know where the marriage went and whose fault it is. So getting to know people and then having the desire and the connection to build impactful feelings is mission critical. My first consulting project or one of the first consulting projects came when I went to a conference and I met Marilyn, who was in charge of one of the produce foundations. As she talked about what she does, it fascinated the heck out of me. In those days I was making zero money as a consultant. And I really wanted any project she would give me. As we would talk about, she talked about her three cats and the names were very cute. Even today, I remember after nearly 20 years, Alpha, Beta, and Delta. I don't know what happened to Gamma, but Delta. After that, I was in Estes Park and I was at Glassblower shop and I found three cats together. It's a beautiful thing. So I bought it and just before Christmas, I sent it to Marilyn. Marilyn called me on Christmas morning. She said she and her husband opened it and that's the most thoughtful gift she has ever had because nobody ever gave gifts to Alpha, Beta and Delta. Of course, I had that smile on me that, you know, that's our gym. Of course not, I was lucky guys, come on. A few weeks later, Marilyn calls me and says, Arjun, I know you do not know anything about projecting, produce, volume, 
and optimizing sales. But can you figure it out? And if you do, there's a $120,000 project ready for you. You know, when I reflect, I do not think I got the project because I was the best person. Yes, she saw the potential in me, but it was the feeling that I evoked and connected with her that opened the door for her to consider me for the project. So it's all about the feeling business. Question eight, Arjun, if you had to do the 150 episodes again, what would you do differently? The first thing I would do differently is I would have started sooner. As, as each conversation has enriched me, so starting sooner, and if today I was doing the 1500th episode, not the 150th, I would have been richer with more knowledge and more insights, and of course, more secrets. Second, I would have asked more questions to make them more conversational because when things are conversational, it connects better, it resonates better. Many a time, I asked questions which required the guest to give a very detailed, thorough answer. It was my fault. And again, I've learned and current conversations are becoming more participatory and that way I can take it to the next level. But as I talk about changes, I also want to make sure that I lock in a few things I will not change. Number one is the purpose. This is a conversation with a leader whom I want to learn from. It's not my podcast. That's the reason the graphics of half my face. Second, the vision of this podcast when I started from day one was touch one person. It wasn't about driving numbers. We were not on the journey to be the top business podcast, marketing podcast, blah, 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 leadership podcast. No, not at all. Because vision takes us on paths and clarity of vision makes sure that we are on the path we want to be. Don't get me wrong. In the 149 episodes before this, we have been fortunate to have reached hundreds of thousands of people. I'm really grateful for that. But the thing that gets me excited, gives me goosebumps, and when one person calls and emails about what a conversation meant to that person. That to me is pure gold. And that's what gets me excited about the next conversation and how to touch one more person. Really looking forward to every conversation in future. One conversation at a time, to touch one person at a time. Question nine. Arjun, what are you working on next? Okay, big secret to be revealed. I'm working on a new book called Unchoose. Choose 
the word UN in front, untruths. Let me give you a little history about me. Growing up in Kolkata, imagine a 10-year-old Arjun. I was all about conforming. I wanted to be the good boy. I was doing what is required, what is expected. And in that process, I lost touch with the real Arjun. Unchoose to me is a journey of resetting every locked option. It starts with a why not mindset and it follows seeing beyond, going way beyond what is expected and how things are always done. I'll give you a very simple example that will give you, you know, clarity on what I'm talking about. I'm going to ask you a question. And the moment I finish, you have one second to lock in an answer. Are you ready? Are you actually ready? Okay. What is three and three? I've asked this question presentations, business meetings, when I've taught classes. And 99% of the time, people mention six. It's not a wrong answer. But then there are individuals who go above and beyond. One person said nine, because and may mean multiply. Somebody said 27 means power. Somebody talked about three and three is a stronger three choice. Another person says three and three is eight. I got a little baffled. And she explained to me is two threes coming from opposite direction. When they meet and merge, it becomes an eight. I'm like, wow. Then a cool answer came from, came from somebody who explained to me three and three, when you turn them sideways, become two Ws, two wins. And then the super chef started scribbling and came back to me and said, Arjun, it's 67. I'm like, wow, how did we get to 67? He said, imagine Arjun, there are three ingredients and three ingredients. So if you start taking different ingredients, how many different recipes can you create? He took me to the whole concept of permutation combination. I got it, 67. A few weeks later, he said, Arjun, I was wrong. It's actually infinite. I'm like, wow, how did you get to infinite from 67? He said, Arjun, what I missed was for each ingredient, you can take different amounts of that ingredient. Now, when you add that variable, now it is infinite. So this whole journey of three and three can be infinite is because each of these people unchose a traditional mindset. And finally, when I was asking a super corporate leader, he looked at me and said, I do not know Arjun. I'm like, how come you do not know what three and three is? He says, Arjun, I do not know three of what and three of what? I do not know what you mean by and. Can we have a conversation? 
So that to me was the epitome of untruths. Untruths to me is a pause where we fill our minds with questions. We remove our paradigms because once you free yourself, then you get unlimited options and choices. The last question is, Arjun, you have asked this question every time. We really enjoy this. What would a conversation between 16-year-old Arjun and 100-year-old Arjun look like? And where would it happen? First of all, I just can't believe you would ask me where it would happen. It has to happen on a golf course. And I just see that conversation to be centered around 16-year-old Arjun. I think me today and 100-year-old me would really want to understand 16-year-old Arjun. Because we will ask him tons of questions. We want to know about his dreams, his goals. We want to tap into his mindset of self-belief where that kid believed he can do anything. Over the time, life makes us play safe. But that kid, when he would turn 20, he would come to US with only $350 of cash, no credit card, and not knowing a single soul. How the heck did he do that? So getting to know that 16-year-old, and be inspired by him and be like him is, will be incredibly important. We really want to jump in and understand how he always moved life forward, but with no fear. Because if we can unlock that, and live that, rest of our lives will be fascinating. So thank you all for sending these questions. And it was really fun to share my personal point of view on each one of these. After celebrating on this 150th episode, I'm looking forward to the 151st, which comes soon. And the ones after that, with fascinating conversations with leaders from all walks of life. Conversation starts with openness of mind, wanting to listen, and asking questions not because I have to, but because I want to. Truly appreciate the love, affection, and kindness from each one of you. And looking forward to the next episode of the podcast and the one after that. Thank you. 
You've been listening to Secrets to Win Big with Arjun Sen, founder and CEO of Zen Mango, top brand growth driver and a former Fortune 500 executive who has been called one of the most marketing intelligent minds in the business. To learn more, visit www.zenmango.com. Share this podcast with your friends and subscribe wherever you like to listen to podcasts. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.